sleeper must awake. So, if you've read the, the title of this uh, episode, you'll know that uh, today, well, it's just me. <laughs> I hope you're not too disappointed. It shouldn't be a very long one. Um, and this me that's talking, maybe you don't know who that is. So, um, my name is uh, Dominique Valley. I am hosting this show called Hopscotch Chronicles. And uh, yeah, that's this is episode eight, right? Interesting, recorded on the uh, on January eight. <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, get back on the horse uh, for this new year. And um, I wanted to share with you a poem. Should, we, should I call it a poem? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, that I've uh, written, or actually that I've grafted together. Uh, you'll understand with, uh, when you, you hear it. Um, and some thoughts uh, that triggered me to write it. Um, if you're following me on Twitter, maybe you've already read it. So yeah, and there's going to be a bit of news, a bit of uh, updates, which will be at the end, so uh, you don't have to listen to them. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'll try to make it not too long. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, before we get back to the interviews, um, and as I was saying, I wanted to uh, kick things off. Uh in a special way for the new year. Um, I thought I'd um, I'd talk about something a bit personal so that, well, because most of you don't know me, so um, yeah, so you have an idea of uh, where maybe some of those point of views that I have, like where, where do they come from? How, what is that? dude thinking or how is that dude thinking maybe it's gonna give you a little idea of that so yeah something uh, a theme that's a bit more personal um i'm thinking maybe it's gonna be more relatable to gen xers <laughs> people of uh, generation x although i'm kind of uh I'm a late Gen Xer myself. Um, but I'm making this for still for everyone, uh, just to share my story, hoping to one day uh, um, that this sharing becomes an actual sharing and becomes an exchange with you guys, <laughs> some of you guys. Uh, yeah, so let's hope that... Uh, this touches your heart in some way um, 
whatever your your age is or background or whatever all right so i want to talk about the influence that the grunge era had on me and i'm i'm specifying here the grunge era um more than the uh, more than a style of music specific or like outside of seattle where the movement if you want to call it a movement was born or (laughs) you know so just that era of the um early for me it was the early to late 90s and um i want to talk especially of the the influence of the the, that the music of that time uh had on me because music was uh always very very important to me and very uh yeah very influential uh and i started because of uh uh, one of my cousins <laughs> introduced me to um, to music uh, as I was still very young. Uh, I was about, I'd say, 11, 10, 11, when I really started to dig into music and, and discover things by myself. And um, my, my parents divorced uh when i was 11 and um this actually might tell you a lot of um well it won't tell you that much about me but uh at least it's an interesting fact that the album that helped me uh go through my parents divorce was disintegration by the cure <laughs> so for anyone who knows that album uh, it's very very dark and uh, very atmospheric uh, very yeah very depressive mood um, and that was my trip that was exactly what I needed and I was young you know so that uh that mood <laughs> that depressive mood became very very familiar and um exacerbated when i was about yeah about 11 12 um quickly after that i um i discovered skateboarding and uh because of the friends that i had uh, when I started skateboarding, I discovered punk rock and uh, metal, but speed metal. I liked very fast things and very, very angry things, you know. So I was into Black Flag, I was into uh, uh, DRI, I was into uh, um, Agnostic Front. The, I can remember the, the ones uh, on top of my head like that. So a very fast, aggressive music. And, um, and then, yeah, and then came the, what I, what I call the grunge era. And so the classics, you know, Pearl Jam and Nirvana and, uh, 
but also uh, I include in that era um, a lot of music that I mean even grunge the kind of music is so the kinds the different the different aesthetics I mean except for the the loudness of it like it's very very wide so for me uh, it wasn't very hard to uh, jump from you know what is classically called grunge starting from punk and then moving um, and the cure and moving on to uh, for example shoegaze or the all the, the sometimes it's called dream pop also I don't know what those all those names are but <laughs> so yeah like all this very grungy very dirty um, dreamy music sometimes fast angry but um, not often positive and uplifting and joyful <laughs> um, so yeah I mean what's also uh, aside from the the aesthetics of the music itself we can't help but think about the lyrics when we've been uh, submerged in that kind of music and, and in that era uh, aside from um, kind of rare examples a lot of it was very very dark and uh, uh, yeah depressive nihilistic really <laughs> so but back then, um, I mean, those lyrics, I felt uh, uh, um, kind of a kinship to it, uh, to, to those lyrics and to the music, because I really, uh, not only did I, I feel like an outsider, but I was one, you know? And those what those lyrics were saying uh, were that you know i don't fit in i'm i'm uh, but it's also very um seeing it as a bad thing also like not being part of the world uh you know that radiohead song uh, creep you know i'm a creep i'm a weirdo what the hell am i doing here i don't belong here you know it's not exactly um positive <laughs> But it did correspond to my uh, experience of the world and how, I mean, what Thom York said in that song, my uh, high school principal said, basically said the same thing to me, that I was a, a creep, a weirdo, uh, that I don't belong there, you know? So it made sense. And I, as dark as it was, uh, I, it was very important for me to have this music to express myself, to express those feelings that I, I truly felt. Um, so yeah, I'm reminded of, uh, of uh, Soundgarden and that song, uh, Fell on Black Days, you know, I fell on black days. How would I know that this would be my fate? Um, 
I remember saying that, singing that actually, <laughs> mostly when I was alone, but then I started making music, so uh, yeah, playing those songs with bands when I was uh, about 16, 17, you know. Um, but then something happened. I think I was uh, mostly influenced by all this music uh, between the age of, uh, yeah, I mean, a good 10 years after all. Uh, when I, I look back, uh, starting when I was, yeah, uh, 10, 11, 12, uh, upwards to 20 years old, maybe 21. Because uh, at that point, um, slowly, I evolved into a very uh, new-agey person, you know, which kind of feels already from the start, like all this light and love and light and positivity, like came into conflict with all those uh, those heroes that I had in the, the grungy music world, you know. And I think something that kind of kicked my ass <laughs> was um, learning about what is called, what is often related to uh, new, uh, new age thinking. Uh, so it's a concept which is called the law of attraction. Yep. So how do you square that? So as I said, I, I, I flirted. Jeez, I didn't flirt. I was deeply engaged and, and married to the, the idea of depression. <laughs> no, I mean, I was... Uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had long bouts of depression, and they were getting um, harder and harder to get through. But that law of attraction thing uh, made it worse <laughs> because, you know, like it's one thing if, uh, yeah, you're all floaty and happy and love and light um but then you're you're depressed you know so i would fluctuate greatly between those two states and then but but one day you learn that what you think of you create so whenever you're depressed don't go li don't go listening to uh, don't go listen to uh, Portishead, you know. Nobody loves me. It's true. You know, that song Sour Times. Don't don't listen to Alice in Chains, you know. I'm down in a hole. <laughs> I'd like to fly but my wings have been so denied, you know. So don't listen to that cuz you're going to create more of it. So an internal struggle begins and my depression got way worse because I, I, I tried to fight against it, you know, 
Like I tried to deny it. To, yeah, not create more of it. You know? <laughs> Ironically, uh, it did the opposite. Um, but yeah, you know, like, I'm saying that, um, I'm going to say, I'm not saying in a pompous or pretentious way, but I do consider myself a mystic at this point. And, uh, I, I know now, you know, that it, it was part of, uh, of my growth, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, that, that that thing that they call the dark night of the soul, you know, that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> uh, and it, it was needed. I had to, I had to go through that phase, you know. Um, so I went from depression to crisis, basically. And I was... I don't know what, what what I can say if I don't want this uh, video to get to get uh, uh, banned <laughs> on multiple platforms, but you know I had dark ideas, um, and they were getting worse and worse. Until one day, ironically enough, I had uh, some kind of uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it enlightenment, but it was an enlightenment experience and I, <clears throat> ironically it came because of a radiohead song maybe i'll uh tell this story one day but anyways um and after that like the fighting against depression i i can't say that it's that it stopped um uh, immediately, but you know, I I I, I became conscious of, of that mechanic. You know, that fighting against it, it didn't help. So, and then it took me years, you know, after after that, to 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 be able to see this drama that I was creating in my life. Um, because I, I'm wondering to this point how how much of it was caused by all the, those songs that I listened to and I I did repeat you know like mantras basically like how those songs uh, helped me create filters through which I saw life um, how everything was basically dramatic it had to be for me to to be surrounded by something familiar you know because that, that was my actually it kind of saved me from a lot of the the pain I was going through uh, growing up, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> in my teenage years. And 
also, when I look back, I I know that I learned how to... Um, it was important for me, all this, because I learned how to use music and use arts to express something. Uh, but then, you know, like, maybe I was um, wallowing <laughs> into my own crap, you know, back then. And this is another thing that I, I um, learned not to do with the years. But still, um, yeah, it it uh, contributed to me going towards that dark night of the soul and then going through it. Yeah, the... Um, Sometimes we, we say or we hear people say that um, the mystic has one day or another has to go through uh, madness, complete madness. Um, some people start maybe <laughs> to realize that uh, spiritual growth uh, can can be one of the most painful things that you can do, you know. I'm not sure we actually do it. That's another, maybe another thing for a different time, but <laughs> maybe it's a bit more natural than we think. So, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to read the poem. Um, that I was telling you about that as I said that you might have read already if uh, you're following me on Twitter um, and it's a great example of how how I at least <laughs> uh, I can use art and creativity um, to help me free myself from yeah, old things or things that uh, I know that aren't really necessary. Um, and for me, yeah, listen, I'm just, I'm going to read the poem. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I was using the term creativity. It's not that creative what i did it's uh, as i said in the intro it's m more it's not really a writing of a, a poem more than uh, just grafting different um um i'll i'll i won't say much more right now i will just read it <laughs> and uh yeah i'll comment a bit more afterwards so it's not really a title, um, but I, that's the title, <laughs> quote-unquote, that I used on Twitter, which is a transmutative call to the slumbering Gen X mystics. And it goes like this. 
Do you still see yourself as a rat raging in a rusty cage? Or did you break it and run? Are you still down in a hole, feeling small, unable to fly, your wings denied? Are you still reeking of teen spirit, or did you ever get to check your head? Did I nearly lose you among the screaming trees, unloved in these sour times? Have you reached nirvana yet? Or are you still just a monkey waiting to say hello to Evan? Are you still gazing at your shoes, bloodied and loveless? Or rather, roaming the streets with fascination, cured of your disintegration? Is your head like a hole? Are you still hurt? Are you still alive and in bloom? Are you still waiting for the bastards to come, raging against their machines? Wake up! Hey, I've been trying to reach you. Don't you know that we're unchained? Now me, I didn't really fall on black days. I'm no loser, baby, and no one can kill me. I'm not a worthless liar. I am not an imbecile. I am not a creep, and I'm twice the man I used to be. I'm striving in the Jesus Christ pose, in a state of love and trust. Now, I leave them all behind with a smile, saying thanks for the ride. Here I come as I am, no longer paranoid, no longer an android. All I aim for is a sure shot and an end to the sabotage. I'm awake now in the fire. I'm ocean size, fading into myself. There is no rain, and I am sane. I'm spiraling out, and I keep going, reaching for the higher grounds. So, It's funny how that idea came and how it got realized, <laughs> concretized. Uh, yeah, I just uh, had insomnia one night. I got up and I went to the living room and just started started typing on my iPad and. You know, I feel like, for me, it's it's a uh, it's part of a, a maturity process to to write this and to read it 
you know, like I've reread it many times. Um, I've posted it on Twitter expecting, <laughs> which is something you should never do if you're just starting a podcast or anything like that. But I, I was kind of expecting a response. I, I was hoping, yeah. That's a better word for it. I was hoping for a response for uh, other people who uh, who came out um, stronger and bigger um, out of the grunge era. <laughs> uh, I was hoping to find some uh, some phoenixes. <laughs> Who, uh, yeah, who burned themselves to death only to be reborn. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to make it clear though, it's not, um, it's nothing against all that music and all those artists. Uh, I still love it. And I actually, I feel so much gratitude for all this dark and depressive music it was uh who knows what it what would have happened of me if i uh, if i chose the path of um fleeing and uh distraction you know instead of uh, really exploring those those dark feelings through these lyrics um, starting at a young age, you know, while I was going through dark things, you know, so to all the artists, um, mentioned in that little poem, um, thank you. I thank you. So, uh, maybe it's a bit personal, all of this, <laughs> but I, I, I think uh, even if you're not um, a Gen Xer like me, or even if you're, because uh, I'm thinking of people who were uh, born more in the beginning of uh, uh, the, what we call the, the Gen X <laughs> time. I don't know how to call it. Um, maybe there's some of the music there that it's not going to touch them or they, they, they were already past that. Or maybe like even this grunge term, you know, like for me, it was very novel and very cool. But uh, for a, people a bit older than me, maybe it's it was kind of a novelty and was kind of uh, uh, associated with uh, uh, corporate rock or something, which is which it totally is, by the way, that term grunge. But <laughs> but even though uh, this is very personal and I'm mentioning uh, all the, in the influences that were uh, affecting me specifically, I think there's a common point for, for everyone. And this common point is influence, of uh, cultural influence. Um, whatever whenever you you were born you were influenced by your culture 
but not on only that, you've, just as I've appropriated those dark aesthetics to create the filters that would um, define my life, you've, we've all created our filters, you know, like, no matter when we were born and what the culture, culture was when we were, we were growing up, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, as an aside, I'm not sure so much about the law of attraction <laughs> anymore. I, well, it's an interesting idea and I, I, I um, look for traces of it in my life. Mm, but yeah, that's another subject. Maybe I was... Um, um, flipping out for nothing back then. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, that's another thing that, that, that even though you, you don't, even if you, you don't know any of those, uh, references that were in the poem, um, and whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, um, we can see, uh, in my little story and so many people's stories uh, how the mechanics of those mantras that th th those ideas that we keep repeating ourselves especially in those years that are very formative when we're when we're young when we're uh, yeah when, when we're starting to experience society and and uh, friends and, and love you know what are those artistic ghosts following us, telling us that what is uh, of, of reality and what is true and what isn't, you know? This is something that we all have in common. Um, yeah, how we create those filters that sometimes follow us for so long. Without, sometimes without us even realizing it. And for me, like, I've worked hard <laughs> to recognize those filters. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of work. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I'm curious of... You know... You guys, you who are listening to this, if any of you made it made it uh, up until this point in the video, uh, do you recognize yourself in that poem, or maybe a past self um, in those songs, in those lyrics, or maybe even? Uh, some people are not as influenced by music as, as I was. And maybe it's um, movies or movie characters that, that you've really, you really identified with to the point where you forgot to consider that maybe that's not me or maybe that's not completely me or maybe that's a dramatization 
you know? Because <laughs> we, we, we carry those filters for so long. And I think it's part of uh, maturity to uh, recognize them. If I um, say so myself. <laughs> That's what I believe. So do you recognize yourself in that poem? Uh, or... If not, uh, what, what kind of influences are still having an impact on your life and where do they come from? Um, from art? From music? Yeah, you can leave that in the comments if you want. I'd love to read your comments. Um, I can't wait for this, uh, this podcast to open the doors to, you know, like <laughs> more people, you know, and that we really start to exchange. So if you feel like leaving a bit of your experience in the comments, go ahead. Uh, I'll read everything for sure. <laughs> now that I can, because who knows, maybe one day uh, I won't have time to read all of it. Now it's the time if you want me to read your stuff. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, if you want to have fun, uh, uh, um, enumerating the like all the bands and all the songs and the albums that were uh, referred to in the poem. Uh, that could be a cool game and I'll, I'll tell you if you're, uh, uh, if you're on the right path or not, that's the kind of path I can tell you, uh, if you're right about, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to leave you with, uh, as I said, some quick, um, news and just quick updates about the, the show. I won't tell so, uh, a lot, but uh, um, if you're thinking of uh, switching the video off, if you want to leave a like, if you liked it, <laughs> you listened to almost all of it, so I'm guessing it wasn't that bad, or maybe you've spent all this time hating me, but if you do, leave a dislike. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, updates. Uh, not a lot of updates, uh, about, uh, aside from, uh, well, the year is starting very well. Uh, I have, um, three interviews already that are booked. So, um, expect more shows, um, in January and February. Um, there's some very cool guests in there, uh, some that I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that they've agreed to be on my 53 f subscribers uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm super fortunate and uh, I can't help to uh, speak with those uh, amazing people. Um, oh, I, I would so love to tell you who those uh, guests are, but uh, yeah, you're gonna have to wait until uh, the shows are actually recorded. So 
keep an eye out for that if you're not subscribed yet. Uh, whatever uh, uh, platform you're listening to this on, uh, subscribe to it. Yeah, I'm not. That's nothing new. <laughs> it's so weird saying all that. Like it's it's the kind of thing that we hear 50 times a day. But yeah, do subscribe. Um, also, a quick note about the Patreon. Uh, I've taken a little break from the the Sunday tea um, uh, videos because, listen, I'll be honest. I have two supporters on Patreon right now and one of them is my mom and the other one is of course it's greatly appreciated but it's a friend of mine and I know that I'm pretty sure they're they don't have time to listen to my videos it's just to support my work which I of course I greatly appreciate but it kind of feels at the moment like I'm I'm speaking into the void uh so I'm kind of I don't know how to deal with that, you know, like, should I keep making them in case there's someone one day or should I wait before I had I have supporters on there? I don't know. Uh, that's kind of boring stuff for me. All this side of, you know, podcasting. Maybe I'm saying that because I don't have many supporters right now. And if I had some, I would be so freakishly grateful. <laughs> but anyways you know like for for the time being my only reason to do all of this is uh, to be a part of other people's growth and uh, yeah uh, evolution and other people's uh, path of consciousness expansion, if you want to call it that. <laughs> because a lot of people have been important to me on my path, so all I want to do right now is uh, give back and uh, give rise to the these energies that are just burning to be made real. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it. Um, so uh, this show should come out right now. It's uh, January, January. That's so hard to say. Uh, janvier. There you go. I'll say it in French. Eighth uh, of January, and the show comes out on thursday so expect another show next thursday so it's thursday today if you're oh man i'm ruining this okay i'm just gonna say thank you for from the bottom of my flaming heart uh for listening to this i hope you're gonna share some of your stories and uh in the comments and i can't wait to talk to you again I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, got something from it. And uh, if you did, well, there's more to come. <laughs> All right. Thank you again and see you next time.
So you've made it to the end of this Hopscotch Chronicles podcast episode, and I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed doing it. And I thank you so much for your attention, and I hope you, uh, you're benefiting in a way or another from this conversation. So if you'd like to follow my work, whether on this podcast or my personal work, you can go to Twitter or X and follow me at Domi underscore Valet, D-O-M-I underscore Valet. Same username for uh, Instagram, if you prefer that platform. You can also go to the official website for the podcast, which is hopscotchchronicles.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast as well as my personal work, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon. The address is patreon.com slash dominiquevallee, D-O-M-I-N-I-C, Valley, V-A-L-L-E-E. There you'll find video and audio versions of the, uh, the episodes without any commercials, as well as special episodes on every Sunday where I take my Sunday afternoon tea with you guys. All right, thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep reaching for the light. Mm-hmm.